Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast for the week of May 23rd. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, along here with two other guys who are excited to talk to you about RPGs. I've got Michael Tidwell, president of RP Gamer. Wait, we talk about RPGs? Yes, we do. We haven't talked about that yet in like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got uh, Victor Balbion, uh, content monkey. I'm excited. You're you sound sleepy. excited. <laughs> you sound comatose. What are you excited about, uh, Victor? Um, falling asleep right after the podcast. <laughs> That's very exciting. I am agreeing with that. I've been up since noon of yesterday. So. <laughs> do we need to change the time we do these at? I'm also uh, asleep. No. No. You know, no, because if you change it to make it later, he'll just not sleep until then. So it's better my, to get, get it over with. Okay. My guild needs to change the times they like raiding on. Uh-huh. And everything will be fine because <laughs> we do one a.m. raids. So. What in the world? My baseball team needs. Wait, to, wait, wait, wait! One a.m. Like, raids, like starting at one a.m. Everybody in our in that guild has a schedule that either I mean it's one a.m. server, so it's only ten here. Uh-huh. But everyone in that guild has a schedule that pretty much fits into that. Like we're the the one of the two late night raiding guilds. I, the idea of raiding at ten p.m. starting then and then going for five hours—that's crazy. Well, most of us get home from work at you know late, and we don't go into work until late. So, Ugh. so why don't you read in the morning? Because you're sleeping. If you were not reading at night, then you could read in the morning and not be sleeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. But that would make sense. Work. And why would you do that? That would be weird. Yeah, weird. Mm-hmm. Besides, <laughs> late night reading is awesome. Yeah, sure, sure it is. <laughs> I couldn't stay awake for it. <laughs> I love the part where everybody's raiding and then half the team falls asleep before you get done. Yeah, sounds That's like a favorite. great plan. Well, that doesn't happen with us because everybody is has that like night owl schedule, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm mm-hmm. sure people don't want to hear about WoW raiding schedules right now. Oh, man. You know, that's such an exciting topic. Let's talk about your <laughs> DKP just... settings after that. I think that'll be even better. Oh, we that don't do DKP. Win. <laughs> that, that's so... That's so nice. 2006. Anna's guild does DKP. Ugh, that's terrifying. Yeah. Well, I don't mind DKP. It's how we do our Dynamis and Limbus runs. How do you do DKP in, in other games? I thought that was a WoW thing. It's an EverQuest thing, first of yeah, all. Yeah, uh, that's where it came from, CQ. Uh, and second of all, then. we just get terrible. points for running. Okay. If you go to the run, you get a point. If you're early, you get a point. If that's you stay the whole DKP. time, you, you don't lose a point. Okay. It's the same type of system with a different... It's not for kills, so... Right. And it doesn't have in-game mods telling you up-to-date, up-to-the-minute No, we don't status. need that crap. It doesn't <laughs> change that keep, much. They're easy to keep track of, but I mean, the way we do it is we just, you know... We just it's so complicated. Run, do a run with six people, and, you know, six people that don't need gear and four people that do, and we just give them all the gear. It's That's really people fast don't to like get them doing geared up. This is why casual people are so scared of raiding. They hear about systems and points and drama. and. <clears throat> well, no, yeah, see, but- see, if you don't have a point system, that's where the drama comes in. Because, oh, well, I should have got that, but why did he get it? Well, he's been doing more in the past two weeks. Well, how do you know? Well, we just do. Well, you know what? That's stupid. I want <laughs> yeah. a way where I log in and I know what's going to happen. If this drops, you get it. If this drops, I get it. If this drops, he gets it. We're done. Yeah, I like, you know, crap. rolls. <clears throat> We do main spec roll, off spec roll. It works really well. That yeah, I enjoy most that. For dynamics, yeah. we just we just do open lotting. If you can wear it, you can lot it. Yeah. Right. The, but the only thing is that people for, who go a lot um, don't get any sort of preference. So 
people can come no, in. No, but just they do in the rare items. So when you go to like the Iceland's where it doesn't drop as much, that's where you get the oh, ranks. Oh, you guys, you guys separate. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, we we just like equality across the board, you know, like. Yep. There's no officers are the ones that's supposed to be in the in the raid anyway, yeah. so we don't get any preference for that. Yeah. And the newbies need the the gear. So. Need the gear, so yeah. I mean, it's, for uh, there's there's it, no perfect systems. It's like the casual ones that make treat everyone fair means that people who you know raid have been doing it for five years get still like miss really out. rare drops. And right. They, you know, yeah, it's it's kind of sad. And the ones that you, give give waiting means that if you casually play, you uh. You never get anything. Get screwed. <laughs> well, man, the good thing is that there's tons of guilds to do both. Well, and I, I mean, that's one of the... the fact that casually playing excludes someone who can't play more than once a have week. You, have you ever... only raid once a week. Yeah, have you ever yeah. played with uh, Suicide Kings in your game, Mike? Are you familiar Suicide with that? Kings? So that's a that's a rank list where everybody's wow. got a number on a list. And uh-huh. uh, if you get if you want to roll on a piece of gear, you called Suicide, and it drops you to the bottom of the list. Right, oh. and then so, you, you move oh, up. A rotation. You just, it's basically a rotation, and whenever you roll, you get dropped back to the bottom. Um, and whoever, if two people want gear, whoever's higher on the list gets the roll, and the other person just stays where they were. Right. No. So that's kind what of a. Is, yeah. <clears throat> the the two systems that I've really liked are um, the uh, silent bidding. Mm-hmm. So before the run, you all silent bid, so whatever drops is already decided, <clears throat> and. Um, just one where there's a significant amount of points taken when you take an item, and my Limbus is like that. So if I bid on something, and I'm saying I want this piece, that's basically like three months of points. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, well, yeah, because you want, you only do, uh, Limbus is more confusing because you only do the actual raids where you get item drops like once or twice right. a month. Because See, the rest well, of the time you're gaining the collections to Oof, do the runs. That's just too involved. I don't like that. I, I guess because we're a bigger guild, we, we can we can change the system a little bit. Like right now we have two two, two ten mans and one twenty five going every week. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we have them at different schedules, so if anybody can't make one, they go into the other or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, you know, that's we're what the our point dynamics does is the Sundays and and Wednesdays are different points. So if you can only come Sundays, then you don't get distract you don't get lose points for not coming on Wednesday. Right. I don't know. We, we we just set up the ten man runs to gear people up, do an X twenty five to really gear people up, and then uh, try to get everyone ready for. Old so do you 25. do? So you do rolls on both. You don't do like rolls on the ten mans and then more ranked lists on the harder ones. Oh no! Because like at this point, with we have one hundred and sixty eight members. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I mean a, a lot of those are alts. So yeah. we're talking about eighty people. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, doesn't actually have have like. No, it was the other one. The yeah, old yeah. one we had had like 300 members. Right. And I mean, a third no. of us are already old war geared. So it's really not a problem to, to grab, you know, 10 newbies, tell, gear them out, and that, that makes, you know, make yeah. you have better players. Yeah. Which, you know, leads us into the talk. Do you guys want to talk about the WoW thing now? <laughs> I think we should talk about the, uh, the, the thing we have at the bottom. Well, the MMO <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so last week, uh, Ride My Lightning wrote in and said, uh, you guys mentioned that the general public doesn't play MMOs, that doesn't play MMOs, has a perception that they are addictive. Naturally, one could assume that the perception turns some people away from MMOs. I'm curious as to whether you guys who do play MMOs feel that it, that is a large misrepresentation, or does it not stray too far from the truth? Total frickin' crack. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely true. I mean, these games are designed not only to be addictive, but to bring you back. 
if you look at WoW, they're really good at doing it because you know that you can level quickly, especially if you level with a friend. All the old instances you you can do at eighty a lot easier, and you can get a ton of rep for them. And I mean, they put in all these little caveats that make it so. Oh yeah, I left WoW about a year ago, but they're doing some really cool stuff now. So I'll sign up for a month, and then you're hooked again. So mm-hmm. no, absolutely, they're they're crack. I would agree. Um, yeah. I think that you're you're. You're battling a game design that is intent on you not leaving. So right, and yeah. I mean, the biggest draw of it is that it, it's all about progression. And it, the more you play, the more addictive it'll become because you become invested in that character. You know, I can't name how many times—not just in WoW, but in any game that requires you know grouping. People have been like, yeah, you know, today I really don't feel like doing this, but I'm going to do it because I don't want to miss out on the loot, <laughs> you know? And it's just this this vicious cycle. So, See, and that's uh, what I think. I think there's a difference between addiction and completionism. And I think that they could be tied or one can lead to the other. But I think addiction is more when you're skipping real-life events or things that you should be doing in order to do this game instead. Right. Um, that's whereas, a, yeah. Okay. Whereas completionist is like, I really want to get all this stuff, and I'm going to invest all this time in it. But you mm-hmm. know, I could stop. And I don't think it's a very thick line between the two. And I think they no. one leads to the other rather quickly. But I think there is a different level there. I don't know. And they both lead to a subscription fee. So yes, you know, as far as they're concerned, it's perfect. Uh, I don't know. I I've seen a lot of uh, of these games, and even when you look at games that aren't RPGs but are you know entirely online based, they always have something to bring you back. Like if you if you look at the Steam games, they always have you know the rankings and 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 the tournaments and that kind of thing. If you look at stuff like Gumbound or all these microtransaction things, you know it's like well you can buy this piece, but it'll only last a week, so you better keep playing or you lose your edge. You know, mm-hmm. so they keep you coming back, and they know how to do it. Uh, and I think that you know it's a matter of finding what what mechanic you find the most addictive and just sinking your teeth into that. Really, yeah. I what worries me is, and this is why I left Final Fantasy XI originally, is I found myself logging in and doing things in the game that I was not enjoying doing, just because you know this is what I need to do now. And well, right. that's the next what I progression, and I just I, is I couldn't do it anymore. When we when we both quit. And I came back. I made the decision. I am not going to play Endgame and do things I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to level what I want when I want. I'm mm-hmm. going to do what I want when I want. And if someone says, I have to do this, I'm dropping the pearl and finding something else to do. So why did you do Dynamis Bastok the other night? Because I wanted the points. <laughs> but you don't <laughs> like doing Dynamis Bastok. Bastok is one I don't like, but I did actually have fun. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, least. and that brings up an interesting point because uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, me and like 15 other dudes, we, we had just gotten out of a raid and we decided to go back and do old content, you know, do the world dragons and do MC and all that. Yeah. Because when you don't have to do it, some of that stuff can be really cool. It's when you attach the, you need to do this right to get this piece of gear that it becomes grindy and, and painful and it drives people nuts. Um, but when you don't have to do it, it's really fun, and you know, yeah, it, it's I, all about finding Chris that also balance. Disagrees yeah. that I sometimes I don't feel I have to see being told I have to do it because I need to because I'm part of this thing and I have to do it right now. If I didn't want to do best talk, I can say I don't want to do best talk and I can log off or I can you know go and do something else. Right, right. 
but you feel social pressure like a social responsibility I don't, that you it's need not to. social pressure i like helping my friends mm-hmm. that's right. a social that pressure. is not social pressure that is my decision it is social say, pressure actually <laughs> no it's not <laughs> that's... social pressure is you have to help your friends it's not i like to no that that's feeling pressured because of your relationship with these other people to do something that you normally wouldn't Right. I don't think there's a negative connotation to social pressure. Okay, I the, think it's very, the guy uh, came to a baseball game last night. He's never gone to a baseball game. He's never been to Safeco Field. He went because he wanted to hang out with his friends for three hours. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not a bad thing. No, it's not. And it's not a bad thing in an MMO either. It's just part of what makes him addictive, you know? I mean, Chris, a lot of stuff we do in WoW is boring and stuff, but I do it because we hang out. No, you don't. You don't log in. <laughs> in theory, that would be the theory. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, but that's not a bad thing. That when we do stuff, I don't exactly want to do it. Mm-hmm. We're still doing stuff. Yeah. I didn't really want to go and hunt fifteen birds. Well, that was okay, whatever. And but, you know, there's there's a lot of these games that I really like more than I like WoW. And the reason that I stay with WoW is because everyone and their mother is playing WoW. Mm. And, you know, like, I really liked Warhammer Online. And there weren't that many people playing to the point where, you know, you had to wait a long time to get into, into, the, into some of the battlegrounds or if you wanted to do any group things. It's it, it, it just a game that is designed to be like WoW needs to have the WoW player base. And that's why all these... MMOs crash and burn. Whereas when you look at something like Eve, uh, which is entirely designed to be a niche thing and to to appeal to to people looking for a totally different experience, in Eve, if you don't ever want to do combat, you don't. Until you get raided. Well, even then, like if you stay within (laughs) high security zones, you you, Yeah, but that's not where the money is. I think Eve is just not casual friendly at all, period, though. It's not, but I mean, we're talking about... Well, it is and it isn't, because you don't dedicate your life to doing it all the time, but you do have to understand that you You go... You dedicate your computer to... Yeah, you dedicate your computer and say, I'm going to point my ship in that direction and and go... And I think just because you you (laughs) might not be actively participating, but when you're at the point when you're dedicating your power bills towards running a game, you are actually... That was a my lot sword problem. It. Yeah, is yeah, okay. I, I'm not spending money on sword, but I am sitting there watching it run. You are still tied to this thing, even if you are not there, because it's something that you are managing and worried about. It's another load on your on yourself yeah. that you are. And adding. that's the thing when you actually worry about it. Well, yeah, I might get right. attacked, so I better sit there and watch it for five hours. Yeah, no, so, I'm sorry, dude. that's so, not fun. This, these ideas, <laughs> these AFK games are somehow, oh, they're low investment. No, they're, they're a higher investment than people like to think. It's just more of a hidden investment. Well, it's mm-hmm. a different investment. Like, you know, in, in, in EVE, they're doing things like they, they have player-run banks, and they run scams, and they launder money, and they have corporations, you know. I mean, it's kind of like white-collar <laughs> um, crime going on everywhere and that kind of thing can be really appealing to some people. Obviously not for everyone. <laughs> that's an interesting kind of thing item. to say. White collar crime well, is very that's appealing. That's essentially what Eve is, you know? Okay. <laughs> it, but, uh, you know, that's why they have a small player base, but that player base is very dedicated. Wow. I don't think they see it as a casual game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. It, it really isn't. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's perception. See, my, my thought was, if it's not a casual game and you're working all this stuff on it and stuff, it should be like, oh, what was the one called? Entropia Universe or something, where you actually can make money from it. Ah, okay. 
right. if you're going to invest that much time, you may as well get something yeah, real out of it. If I'm going to spend 80 hours a week playing MMO, I better start making money. <laughs> the, <laughs> I'm not, well, I, is that one actually exist anymore? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, I thought last I heard, the last story I heard was someone who spent $100,000 buying an island. Oh my gosh. They're, that's big in Second Life as well. The, the yeah, whole, but you know, making items. I don't see a lot of people actually like, making. Well, I I don't know. I, there's people that make a living off Second Life. Yeah, making a living is I, well, not what I'm looking for. It's like making a fortune. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I think that there's that there's a, a a fallacy that people commit, which is you know, saying that a game with a simple mechanic is automatically a casual game, mm-hmm. which isn't true because you know if I look at what I've been playing. You know, I have these AAA games sitting on my shelf, and I've been playing Plants vs. Zombies for the last six hours. It's, uh, you know... He's not calling... He's not he, tr- Plants vs. Zombies isn't a AAA title? What are you talking about? Wait, what does that well, have to well, do you, with... You know what granted I mean. about I, it. I can't well, see no, how... Triple well, AAA has yeah. Before we, before we get into, yeah, before we get into Plants vs. Zombie talks, I just want to wrap up this topic. And, and really, do you guys feel that MMOs are just not approachable by a general public who doesn't want to... If you don't like the addictive element or the completionist element, is there anything for you in MMOs? Yes. I think I think that there's... How many people did we see in Stormwind, like when Lucifer was doing his quiz, who've never even seen Endgame? Yeah, a lot of people. And they're having fun. If you want to join and you don't care if you ever get to 80 or you don't care if you ever get your T8 gear or whatever. But then aren't you just treating the game as a chat room and would be better off either A, with a real chat room that doesn't cost money every month or just B, convincing your friends to go outside with you instead of logging into a computer with you? Yeah, but I mean, what? The first year and a half I played 11, I called it my first 3D chat room. Yeah. I don't think that there's a there's a problem with that though. You know, I think that people will play these games however they want to play them, and if they want to have that virtual environment where they can run around and you know every now and then go into a dungeon with people, they're gonna do it. And I mean, fifteen bucks a month can be spent <laughs> in a lot of ways as far as video games go, and um, MMO is not a bad option. But I mean, I've if always, you're not if you're I've not exploring, by the feeling yeah. that if I can get a dollar an hour for my gaming money, yeah. I'm getting my money's worth. Sure. If I can get right. 15 hours a month out of an MMO, it's worth it to me. Uh-huh. But right. I, if you're not really exploiting like the, the the really special content that's in that game and you're just sitting around in cities or running around like killing chickens, you're like in the low level stuff. Are you really is that game doing anything for you or is or there Am better ways fun? to are there better ways to facilitate <clears throat> your social time with these people than that game if you're not really doing the end game content? Is Maybe if they're, not, they, if they're not doing the in-game content with me, then yeah. I'm having fun. I mean, that was one of the things that we did in Mithra Pride was we made sure there was an event every week. Doesn't matter what level. I mean, well, you had to get to 20. If you mm-hmm. were 20 or higher, we could do this event. Mm-hmm. And we made it important so people who never wanted to go to Endgame, never wanted to get their 75s, could come and do something fun as a group. Right, and I mean, this is this is assuming that these people would would otherwise, if they weren't playing an MMO, would otherwise be socially active or even have the possibility to. You know, I mean, a lot of the people that I that I usually game with uh, tend to be older, tend to be like we have a lot of married couples and stuff on on the guild, and they log in for four hours once a week to do this huge raid, and they never think about it again, and that's totally worth it for them. You know, so. I don't know. 
I mean, when you have kids and you're working and you're doing all this stuff, every now and then an MMO is kind of the only thing you can do, you know? All right. But, yeah, there it is. I don't know. I, I think that the media has kind of uh, blown this up. Because every time some, some dude in Japan dies because he was playing Counter-Strike immediately, it's this whole online games are addictive thing that blows up all over Fox News, which is obviously a bastion of, of, of journalistic integrity. And, you know, if you think about the casual, the real casual person, you know, like the 45-year-old mom who's watching TV, uh, yeah, they're probably going to think these things are evil. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they're not evil. They're just good business sense. It's like nicotine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I guess, I guess I what I'm trying to get at is if you're on the outside looking in, you know, the completionist right. elements, the end game rating elements, they don't appeal to you. Is this the best social option for you? I mean, is there something else that you should look at, or is there something about MMOs that they bring to the table that's worthwhile for you to try out? I think you... I, I mean, depending on how you want to play, part of the reason I got into MMOs was the whole role-playing aspect. Mm-hmm. I got to play a character. I got to act her style. Okay. I got to do things as her. You know, it was it was a fantasy escape. Mm-hmm. And that's fun, as long as you keep it away. You know, this isn't reality. I'm sticking with fantasy. When I'm here, I'm here. When I'm here, I'm not, you know? Right. And I, and I don't I also, think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's why Second Life is so popular. People get to escape reality for a while. All right. Well, yeah, I think that there's... Uh, at, the, at, at the same time, I used to work for Case's Ladder. And I've seen people blow their, you know, their night away playing 15 games of cribbage. <laughs> All okay, right. those yeah. people scare me too. Because I could never commit that kind of time to playing a game over and over and over and doing the exact same thing. So... That's why you get Magic the Gathering where it changes every time. All right, Victor, um, <laughs> last thoughts. Uh, well, I, I just think that there's, uh, there are very few things online, just in generally, you know, things online that involve as much cooperation and as much teamwork and as much, you know, whatever, as MMOs do. Uh, beyond, you know, your, your Facebooks and your MySpaces or whatever, this actually has you actively cooperating with people to do something and accomplish something, and you get to see the end result. And I think that that's what makes MMOs kind of a unique experience and probably what makes them so popular and even more so coming up as, you know, they start to kind of Stop trying to imitate WoW and just try to exploit different uh, niches that haven't been touched. So, yeah. All right. Good discussion, guys. Yeah. Let's move on to um, our feedback topic from last week. <clears throat> uh, the question out there was, from Jim Mason, what RPG was most disappointing to you? Not outright terrible, just a mammoth disappointment. Chrono Cross. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> That's a really good Zeno one. Xenosaga. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't expect anything from Xenosaga, so I'm okay with that. I didn't play it, so. Um, um, let's see, PC games, though. I'm the PC I, guy. Final Fantasy IX was disappointing to me because I expected oh, something to be. Nine was what I expected. I expected, I, I expected I, fan service, and they, that's what I got. For some reason, I thought that uh, Amano was doing the artwork, and this was going to be the return to the old style of Final Fantasies, and I was going to get something as good as six, and I didn't. Hmm. I loved nine. It just felt like I don't know. Yeah, well, it, it I, that's I, I did, but that's the thing. I'm not saying the game was bad. It's just mm-hmm. a disappointment because my expectations were crazy, expecting another six. You know. Well, I, I didn't go in it with any expectations, really. I, I just I had played all the other Final Fantasies before it, and after eight, I was just kind of like, you know, that that it could be 
an animated GIF, and I would probably like it better than A. So, <laughs> yeah, you were just hoping for something better at that point. I was like, expecting, you know, anything yeah. could have been better. It, it could have been Bionic Commando, which isn't a good game, uh, and it would have been better. So, you know, I, I think that's one of the reasons that I, I never soured to Nine, mm. but uh, I soured to Xenosaga. God damn. Right. That uh, game killed me. No, after, <laughs> yeah, after expecting Chrono Trigger sequel to be awesome, Chrono Cross was flat or out at least fate. just as good as Chrono Trigger or some more similar, and then they right, did, right. or or, or even better, not to completely ruin Chrono Trigger in the process. See, and that's where it's like, right. yeah, that's that whole discussion of being a fan of the series hurting something for you because there were some good gameplay mechanics in Chrono Cross, but it, since you like the first game and its story, it's like what they did wow. that just holds yeah. you back. Right. Thanks, <laughs> and it brings it. Ba- it brings it back to the whole, uh, you know, how much ownership do fans really have when it comes to oh, these franchises? Any. You know, uh, I know, but I, I think that there's a certain feeling of, like, for example, uh, they announced that uh, the Secret of Monkey Island is going to be released on XBL. Uh, so you know, awesome. Oh, after uh, I bought it, great. Right. <laughs> uh, if they're gonna, are are they gonna make a Monkey Island five? And if they do, you know. What's going to happen? Are they going to sat ferret it up or, or, or what? You know, it, it's just you, you spend so much time playing these games and your memories are so fond to you that you're just like, they can't mess this up. And, you know, nine they times out of ten, you're going to get disappointed. Yeah. Like what I'm hearing about the Ghostbusters game. It's, I, uh, they're not saying it's bad, but they're not saying it's, you know, the epitome of Ghostbusters humor and fantasy going... No, it's it's not. Which is so. weird, because like, that's got the same creators on it for the most part, so I don't know how that one's happening. Well, I, I it's do. really hard to pull <laughs> off humor. Because like, the, the most, most times where you get in trouble is where you have different people picking up someone else's property. Or like, a large yeah. amount of different people. Yeah. And the entire huge thing that happened with Fallout, as people were... And it's like, you're assuming ownership of content that you may or may not have created, and you've got high expectations. You may not be the best person for this thing, yet you've got to deal with that pressure from the fans. No, I mean, you know, that's why sometimes when they do work out, like Bioware making uh, Knights of the Old Republic, that you have to give them kudos, because they didn't make that IP, they didn't work with it, you know, and they came out with something really good. And then Knights of the Old Republic 2, which was, you know, kind of iffy, uh, it was even, like, it was doubly so, because they were working with the Star Wars franchise, but now they were working with the Coder franchise that Bio- BioWare had made. So these guys were kind of, you know, between the they rock were. and the hard place. <laughs> they had, they had yeah. some- Same <laughs> with Neverwinter Nights 2. I mean, it's just... Uh, having that... No, it's not the same as Neverwinter Nights 2. Because <laughs> there were no Star Wars fans. Star Wars fans are their own thing that you have to deal with. Any any yeah. really any really intense sci-fi group you have to deal with, <laughs> and that's going to be a lot more than you ever get hate for Neverwinter's Night too. But well, I mean, I then, but then you see a good way to deal with it, and that's how J.J. Abrams dealt with it with the Star Trek movie, I think. So yeah, they're, they're like, oh, clean slate. I, even 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 with <laughs> even <laughs> yeah, even with all the nitpicks, you know, they they did the the first thing you have to start with. You have to make a good product. Well, the and then worry about the nitpicks le- second. The nitpicks was where everybody's like, well, there were still these things wrong. And I said, yep. okay, let's name a Star Trek movie where there weren't things wrong and go from there. Well, right. no. <laughs> the movies in general wrong. have had a lot of issues, though, I think. Yes, and always. That's its own issue. But, but wasn't that part of the charm? That's what I keep hearing, that Star Trek was supposed to be bad. And that's well, why it people like it. It wasn't supposed to be popular. 
<laughs> well, there we go. Oh, that, that's on. probably a better way to put oh, it. Oh, that's a silly it, I mean, it was just kind of like, you know, the, like I like oh, Red come. Dwarf, for example. Uh-huh. Uh, Red Dwarf doesn't have the best acting in the world. The jokes are really cheesy. Yeah. And I love watching it. And I, I figured that was the same thing with Star Trek for people, you know? No, the thing with the Star Trek was is they try to make a, a good story, but it had a message behind it. Because yeah, Gene but Rock that message was all about making crazy. the human race. I honestly just thought that Next Gen and Deep Space Nine were actually good. I never really thought that they were bad. So. I've never seen them, so I couldn't. I, I've oh. seen the original. The original Star Trek is is got some camp, a lot of campiness to it, though. It's a little different. Right. Well, the, the original Star but Trek, but it's cool. Yeah. So they I did mean, what they could, and yeah, they didn't hire the best actors, and they didn't hire the, you know, they hired who they thought would work, but. The big thing behind Star Trek was the message, and it was always the message, and Gene was pushing that every single time with the interracial crew and everything. Yeah. Right. And, and the woman that was the commander's whatever, or officer. Right. I, mean, the I, whole, I honestly think, and I'm, this is a little spoiler, but I honestly think if you have a relationship in the crew, that Gene is you know rolling in his grave, because he never, ever wanted that. Right. So he wanted interracial relationships without having interracial relationships. He wanted them to work together, not to make out and you know, okay. become sleazy. <laughs> hey, first episode, of, or first season of Star Trek: Next he Generation. A green chick. We've got a we got a human and an android going at it. <laughs> I am fully functional. All right. So I am fully functional. <laughs> yes, I love how that comes all the way around to first contact too. Yeah. And he's like, how long's it been? And he gives her like this exact time. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's get some of the listeners' uh, responses here. Hiffikazi uh, says, Hiffikazi says, where is it? <laughs> Great start there. What does he say? Um, apparently, nothing on that topic. All right. So he's still upset by Tasha being naked. He can't think straight. Yeah, I can't think straight. All right. <laughs> I'll come back. I'll come back around to Hivikazi's comment. That I put that out of order. All right. Uh, Silicon Noob said his most disappointing RPG would be Final Fantasy XII. That isn't to say it's the worst RPG that I've ever I've played, or even that I thought it was a bad game. It just fell well below my expectations, which were quite high after five years. The thing I found most disappointing was the minimalist scenario, which fi- really fell away after the ten-hour mark. This was something I really didn't see coming, considering the glut of narratives in Final Fantasy VI through ten two, and also Matsuno's other games like Tactics and the relatively or the narratively excellent Vanguard. Oh wait, what is it? VS what Vanguard is he talking about? What is VS? VS is uh, Vagrant Story. Vagrant Story. Vagrant Thank story. you. I couldn't I couldn't expand that acronym. You couldn't do Vagrant Story. It's one of Matsuno's. I didn't play Vagrant Story because I didn't feel like hitting monsters well, right out of like rocks Matsuno from one has HP a hundred game over. list here. Yeah, well, I don't know his names. <laughs> but it's minimalistic a bad thing when you when you think. Oh well, maybe I, I'm I'm not. Are, part wait, of are we going to criticize? Here, but... Are we going to criticize their choices now? No, no, no. no I have a question, just... though. What ever in Final Fantasy made you think it could be minimalistic? But it, he says it was minimalistic. After what 10 was? hours? He says it was oh. a minimalist scenario at the beginning and fell away after the 10-hour mark. What is that? A minimalistic scenario? A you minimal, mean like the story? A minimalist scenario. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean... I don't know what that means. I don't even understand. I don't understand that really either. Can't criticize it. (laughs) Still can Nibble have to correct us next week. All right. Yeah. Sorry, we don't get it. Who's eating candy? I'm not. I'm sorry. I spilled peanuts and I'm cleaning it up. (laughs) (laughs) 
Keep it away from I, the yeah. mic. All right. I I, uh, All I could take I, from it is that he th- didn't think there was enough of it. I don't know. I. Well, no, I think he didn't want there to be a lot, and then it fell away. Does that mean there was too much after the 10-hour mark? I don't, I don't remember the 10-hour mark being significant. I so have no idea. <laughs> I'll, I, I, you know, granted, I don't even remember where it was in 10 hours because that game took 150 right, hours. Right. So Jeff, no Oz, <laughs> Jeff Oz says, it's definitely in vogue to hate Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, basically this th- this question made everybody talk about Final Fantasy VII hating for some reason. Um, he, he says, I hated the ga- the characters before even playing the game, I, just based on the way everyone described them and how they were portrayed <laughs> in Advent Children. I was surprised when I finally played through the game that the characters are completely different to what I had imagined. I imagined Cloud to be this depressed emo crybaby based on all the talk in the movie, so I was quite surprised when he started qu- cross-dressing. <laughs> He's still a depressed emo crybaby. I know, but now he cross-dresses, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's emo with the intrigue of transvesticism, you know? Um, uh, it, it, that, yeah. yeah, that was just an interesting Jeffrey's scenario. comment on this topic was that he. this is why he thinks that Final Fantasy XIII is going to be the most reviled entry in the series. The expectations are just too high for the game to please fans. Isn't that true about all of them? Ever uh, since, like, see, I I, I, out, I take issue with that because people thought that would happen with Metal Gear Solid Four as well. Yeah, I just don't, and see, it didn't. I I guess I don't see the hype, and I don't know if I'm the only I one who's not the, seeing it. But uh, I see hype. I I see a lot of media hype, but when I you know when I'm talking to just people, they're not like, okay, so are you going to play Final Fantasy Thirteen E three? I mean, people are always asking about stuff like that, and they're not really. They don't realize it's going to be at E3. Nobody knows what's going to be at E3. Everyone's confused by E3. Especially with Square Enix saying now, oh, we might not be sending as many people. There's swine flu. And we're like, what? Apparently they're not sending as many people, but we still have three meetings. However that works. (laughs) Square Enix US will just handle it, but we won't let them talk about anything, most likely. That's Uh, such a weak excuse, though. I know. I, swine I, like, what, swine what are they trying to say? Are it, they trying to say we no, don't think E3 is... No, no, no. It actually, it, it, it's it, an it, issue with Japan right now. Japan just got hit by this media blitz about it or something. Like, the mm-hmm. masks are all sold out. I don't know what's going on. Maybe they had a, a large number of cases in the last week you or two st- or something. You still have the whole um, Japanese xenophobia, so... Well, yeah, right. they've got the xenophobia thing too, but they like, you know, they reacted heavily when SARS came. I'm just wondering, it just seems weird that it hit us so much at first, and now it's getting crazy in Japan because it, you know, I don't you know, know, Japan's an interesting place. I, I, I was listening, I was watching this uh, British panel show, which I, I tend to do, and yeah. they were talking about this thing called. Um, it's basically a hotline that people, that Japanese people that go to Paris can call in order to deal with the, 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 the shock of realizing that Paris is a, is a sad ferret hole. Uh, <laughs> and basically, like the cultural sh- because in, in Japan they have this idea that in France, you know, things are very beautiful and everything's so artistic and cultural. Yeah. And when you get to Paris, it's, you know, kind of like Houston, but with a tower. In the middle, uh, it's really not not. Uh, you don't like Houston either. <laughs> okay, I lived in, I lived there for seven years, but uh, they have a hotline that you can call just for the shock of it. I mean, I think they have such an insular culture that maybe things like that, like you know, to me, I'm like I'm thinking this is a cover up. They don't want to send. Where do you people find that hotline number? Huh? Where is that hotline number publicized? I don't probably. I mean, because if you if you knew about it, if you if they advertise it in Japan. Then you already know about it before you go, therefore you wouldn't go. And if and where are they going to advertise it in France? 
Well, maybe they, they, <laughs> the they know going the in, embassy. you know? Because <laughs> you always visit Once the embassy Japan, when you visit a foreign country. You, you, you go to Japan, you, you know, Japanese are going to France, and they sit there and they're like, oh my god, I want to go back to Japan. So they run to the embassy and they're like, you can call this number and it'll be okay. Yeah, right. I was, I, what was I watching? Oh, I was <laughs> watching know? QI, that if any of you weird. like panel shows. That's a really good one. Okay. Oh. To round out our feedback section, Hippie Kezzy <laughs> says... Um, as for the talk during the Lunar discussion about all the PS1 era remakes and who they're targeted at, um, my tremendous ego leads me to believe these are being done for me specifically. <laughs> Somehow these companies Yay. know about how broke I was during the PS1 era and how I couldn't afford to play any games because I was basically couch surfing and trying to survive on ramen noodles. So now they're bringing them all back just for my benefit because I'm such a cool guy, which is awfully <laughs> nice of them, really. I think so. Speaking of Good job, uh, speaking of games from the PS1 era, yeah. uh, isn't Majora's Mask getting a new release? Yes, it is. It came out for Virtual Console. It came out for Virtual Console last week. And now, how do how do we feel about Majora's Mask here? Is this... I didn't play it. I hated it. I've always heard the dungeons like are really it. good. But I don't know. <laughs> so that's a really good split. Yeah, it's a great uh, finish. Split, isn't it? <laughs> yes. It See, because uh, I I tried really hard to finish it, and it just. When you go to the same dungeon, and the thing I always liked about Zelda, it was at your own pace. Mm-hmm. You can right. do this, it's at your own pace. If you want to wander around, explore, and try to solve this puzzle and sit there for two hours and do it, you can do that. If you want to rush through it, you can do that. Majora's Mask was not that. If you spent yeah. time wandering around exploring, you lose. Mm-hmm. And then just start over again. And then, yeah, yeah, but then you start over and go back in, and, and all, all the progress you have made is now undone. Oh, right. I thought you made so if prog- you were in the middle of something... Well, how do you and, finish and, dungeons, like, then? You have to do it fast. Yeah, you have to rush. <clears throat> I because you... If, you, if you run out of time, then it'll, you know... The well, world but you must finish a dungeon in each cycle, right? But yeah. you have to clear it. Yeah. But basically, like, the last dungeon I had to do... Yeah. <clears throat> you had to do it, like, four times. Mm-hmm. You would do it, and you would remember where those are, and then you would do this and remember where those are. And, um... Okay. Basically, it was you might as well just use a guide because all you're going to do is write down where everything is, and then do it again faster. Right, and like that was if the you point were point of Majora's Mask. Yeah, if you were doing a puzzle, for example, and you ran out of time in the middle of it, you would have to work your way back to to that point and then try it again, and then you know hope you finish it in time so you can keep moving and so on. So I mean, it did have a really. It didn't feel like Zelda in that way. I, I can see that because Zelda is kind of you know do whatever you want. You have a horse and a fishing rod and a dream, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a princess somewhere kids. that you'll find, you know. Eventually, <laughs> she talks in your head. You know that happens to everyone. Uh, but in Majora's <laughs> Mask, they kind of did away with that. Uh, but I can't say it was a bad thing. I don't know. I, I'm kind of used to um, Nintendo trying to change something completely. Every time they release one of these like big titles, and well, this I don't was know. this was one that Miyamoto didn't work on. This, yeah, this is the non Miyamoto Zelda, which also gets right. it. Well, this criticism. is one of. There's some Capcom ones as well for the Game Boy. Well, the Oracles. I thought he worked Oracles, on those. No. the Ages, and those are Capcom. Whatever. Oh well, that's true. But I, it's still one of the things where it's like that was his first. And everybody right. says, well, these flaws are obviously because he didn't work on it. And I don't believe in that. I still think that the flaws were there regardless of who worked on it. Mm-hmm. Did he work on Wind Waker? Was... Yeah, Wind Waker was his baby. Because mm-hmm. Wind Waker had a, had a couple of annoying things, too. I mean, Miyamoto's oh. not a flawless guy. No. Yeah, what, that 15 hours of sailing wasn't awesome? What are you talking Pretty about? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> 
pretty much. <laughs> so uh, Seventh Circle had this to comment about the Ocarina Time announcement. Um, when Ocarina Time came out, a much younger kid in my church was playing it and used to talk to me about how much he loved the game. He talk- He thought it was cool that a teenager was playing the same game as me. Then one Sunday, he avoided me and wouldn't talk about the game when I brought it up. I found out from his father that he hit the re-deads and got so scared he refused to play it anymore. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's awesome! That's I, thought, funny, I hadn't thought but... about it since then, but it's odd that a Nintendo series known for its kid-friendly nature could traumatize younglings like that. So the redeads are scary. Are I they? will give them that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that freaked me out. I I remember I got the. Are these the same uh, ones in Ocarina? Like the yeah, zombies when, when they they come out in the in the town at night. Well, they came out when you first get a Ocarina. And they song. scream at you? Yeah. yeah. And you can't move. Well, they, they scream paralyze. at you, they jump on your head? Yeah. No, that's, that's I don't know if they jumped terrifying. on your head. Yeah. I, well, but, uh, like likes were terrifying in the first Zelda. It's like, steal my shield. No, get off, get off. No, no, no. But that, there's one thing of, oh, it lost my shield. <clears throat> then I have to spend another 60 rupees. Yeah. It's a whole other thing where they literally jump and start chewing on your head. Yeah, that's, that's not a Zelda my brains and I can't oh, awesome. move and it's screaming. Well, that's why he's got and... the green hat to protect his brains. <laughs> Right. I don't know. I remember I bought the collector's edition of Zelda and yeah. I had the gold cartridge uh, of, of Ocarina of Time, rather. Yeah. And I had the gold cartridge and I had a purple shirt with Link on it. I was so excited. And I don't know. It was one of those games. I, I don't know. I, I just think that we're not going to have those moments where you sit down in front of a game and you're like, holy crap, you know, technology has has created the, this entire world for me to play in. Um, that It's just not as surprising anymore. And I don't know if it was because I was like eight. Yeah. And I thought it was well, the coolest thing Well, didn't you get that with ever. Ocarina as well? What? Didn't you have the same issue? No, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Like with Ocarina, it was just a sense of, you know, astoundment that I don't think is going to happen uh, again. Well, what does that have to with- do with Majora's? Oh, I was just talking about You're just Ocarina. sad about the future of gaming, aren't you? <laughs> I, I, I'm depressed. You're depressed. You're depressed because you're old. And games gaming are not going to be good anymore. Sad. There's no good playing. games anymore. <laughs> I just feel like I've grown bitter in my old age. Yeah, you, you're not you going to enjoy Dark uh, Dragon Age at all, are you? You're just going to be oh, like, Oh, I'm no. getting six copies of that just in case. Yeah, but it's going to be bad, and it's not going to be as good no, as Baldur's Gate. They can do gonna, no wrong. They can What's do wrong? no wrong. Yes, that's right. They can do they no wrong. They have never done a bad game. Okay. Never? Never. I stand Apparently by that. Not. I've not played a bad Bioware game. Did you play game. the Sonic game? I played the Sonic game. You liked it? You liked the Sonic game? I like, well... There's a lot of people like <laughs> the Sonic you know, game got decent reviews. To work with considering you know the canon of Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> the canon it of was Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, that's oh, what I'm saying. Okay. It's a joke. You know, it's a fun, like, you know, if you're gonna oh, do canon, you got to pull it off that first animated show or something because they don't have much in the games. I just have a really hard time relating to an ocelot and a hedgehog, you know. But yeah, there it is. <laughs> He's a fox, but not an ocelot. Oh whatever. Aside from aside from aside from an ocelot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tails is an yeah. ocelot. Alright, whatever. Bigs the cat. <laughs> Your favorite is Bigs the Cat and you know it. Alright. Uh, ocelot. You know what else came they out have... this week? Crimson Jegs are is coming out this week. Crimson Gem Saga for the PSP. It is a sequel to Astonishia Story, which um I'm assuming didn't do well in our reviews, and we don't have one up of this one yet, do we? No. no, Megs is still working on it. Okay. Megs? I call him Megs now. What do you want? 
who is Megs? Now? Omega. Omega. Bro, okay. Omega. <laughs> Megs. All right. I don't know why. It just like I think Max started. He used to call he him. He goes Megs, from Omega now. Byte. Now his chat name's always Robo Mega. I don't understand that at all. Yeah, I don't know that either. That's why Megs works good all for right. me. Cross Edge <laughs> is also coming out for PS3. Yeah. This is the NIS crossover Boy. game and whatever with Nipponichi and Compile Heart and Gust. And I did Factory. ask now where my my. Uh, uh, Felicia plushie is, and she just laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> There's another crossover. Uh, do we have oh, any, ga- we have any screens of like gameplay? No. Of, of Cross Edge? Well, maybe. Hold on, let me get in here. <laughs> I guess yeah. The first page wasn't. It didn't matter for me. I was like, I'm buying it. It's looking pretty <laughs> low, re- pretty low uh, on the technical graphics side for a PS3 game, but I don't think anybody who's buying it cares. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. It's pretty. We're done. It's pretty. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It's pretty. It, it has prinnies, is what you mean to say. No, it's it has pretty is what I meant to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> prinnies are kind of like, yeah, whatever. Blow up or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, we got an impression up of that from last week that you can go check out from Max Storm. Um, Crimson Jed Saga is a traditional RPG with some beautiful artwork, lots of detailed character animations, and a localization that seems to have been handled with the utmost care. Just to remind you, so I guess he's liking it's, what he tried. Yeah, he got to play it a bit before handing it off. Yeah, no reviews up this week, so let's go into recently played. Woot, 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 woot. So is this where you make fun of me, or is that later? Sure. <laughs> what are we I talking see, about I'm now? We, we, I make funny all the time. It doesn't, doesn't really narrow it down for me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So what I played this week, uh, you know. Standard stuff in World of Warcraft, just continuing to level my Horde character some and doing some daily quests on my Alliance character to get a cute little penguin pet and not playing with, me, with all the factions. Mad. Yeah, I've been trying to play with you some, but you've been really busy. I have. <laughs> I, you know, I, I yeah, whatever. <laughs> you guys should move yeah, to I'm a sorry PvP that sometimes server. I fall asleep. Yeah, well, because you stay up too late. PvP yeah. server. You fall asleep Bleeding at hollow. nine. That's what's weird. You fall asleep early. Well, a kid. My wife falls asleep, and I'm like, that looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife's pregnant. You're not. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. Well. When you're living with a pregnant woman, you pick up a lot of their habits. I see. Yes, I okay. eat way too much. Yep. I I gained like 20 pounds when, when uh, uh, Michael Lucky is was pregnant with my kid. more than 10 pounds for this one, because it was 25 to 30 on the you last one. eat when she's not pregnant, too. Yes, well, but she, I she, gain all that weight. All right. Like when she was uh, pregnant, she'd wake up at like eleven and be like, "You know what I really want? A this sour is not pre- apple no. slushy." A what? No, no, no. Wait, 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 sour wait. No, a, slushy a, from a sour, Sonic. A sour apple slushy. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what she wants all the time? What does she want all the What's time? That? Milkshakes. See, and those are fattening, and then, and then I have you're to go like, and get oh, it, and then she's like, yummy. "I only ate sixty percent of it. Do you want the rest?" And I'm like, "Yeah." No. Well, can you get a small? Um, she usually, if you get the small, then sometimes she's like, I'm still hungry. And then you have to go get another one. And it's like, I already spent 250 on it. I should have just spent the 50 cents and got the large. Cause wow. then at least I know she's not hungry. Can you right. like get something so you can make your own and make them healthier? No, she wants no. the milk and sugar and 
that's what she wants. You just give milk and that's something. what she needs. That's right. not what yeah, dude she needs. Yeah, all yeah she really needs milkshakes. Those are good for a pregnant woman. They're, they're great. Not what bad. That's <laughs> yes, milk. They they're yeah. full of fat and sugar. There's nothing useful. You there. need fat. That is. <laughs> you, need, not, you need fat for making. Not baby. the amount of stuff in a McDonald's milkshake, man. No, Jack in the Box. We get the real Jack milkshakes. In the box, man. We don't have, have those here. Okay. Huh? We don't have Jack in the Box in the box, so he doesn't get real milkshake. What? Well, where do you live? Like Madison, Iowa? Wisconsin. <laughs> he lives where there's a <laughs> box. We don't there's have no Jack milkshake. in the Box. We don't have um, In and Out. And um, well, In and Out Cali only. Well, yeah. I th- I thought they were moving to Arizona a little. They have some others. I. You know what I heard is good. You got to check out now, Mike. Five Guys what? Burgers. Five Guys Burgers. Yeah. And where would I find such a wonderful place? I don't know. Somewhere in your town. Major oh, Nelson's okay. been loving I, them this week, so you better try it out. I'm trying. He, he, felt, he, felt, he felt that he needed to Twitter about his, his the grease from his Five Guys burgers over and over all freaking <laughs> long. Wow, that makes me not want to eat there. Uh, Fiveguys.com. Trying to get the non-greasy stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, but if it, you're going to eat a burger, do it like seriously. do it very rarely. What's your zip code? 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 I'm in Redmond. I don't know your zip code. One two three uh, four five. Oh, that's what, that's East Coast. Nine eight nine, nine four zero one four nine, nine eight, eight zero five two. There, Thank and everybody you. knows my zip code. Jeez. Yeah, you know my name and my zip code. You can kill me if you want. The la- the district at the landing nine ten North tenth place Suite A Renton Washington. I'm not going to Renton. I don't know how far away that is from you. That's like eight <laughs> miles. Fourteen miles, it says from that. That's the center nothing. Of your, that's from you your zip code. Fourteen, 14 miles, miles for a hamburger when I probably passed it must fourteen be, places. It must to be get close. To, it must be close to the new Microsoft campus or something. Yeah. What about nine four zero? Yeah, because they went. Wait, they went why just are we doing this? No, no more burger talk. I want burgers <laughs> now. Don't you? <laughs> he I wants want to have a burger. You know why I want a burger? Let me tell you why I want a burger and why this is on my mind. I bought this week. A number of things, including a Wii Fit with the balance board, of course, um, Punch-Out, Big Bang Mini, and EA Sports Active. So my main gaming like thing this week has been EA Sports Active, and I've been doing workouts. like. Oh, morning. this is awesome. He sits there on Tuesday, and he gets this game. Yeah. And on Wednesday, he's like, I can't leave the house. I'm too weak. I did not do that. <laughs> I left. I've been going to work every day. That has nothing you to do with it. went to work, but you could not go where you sit at a table and roll dice. That no, was I was just exhausted Wednesday night. I didn't want to leave the house. I wanted to hang out at home. You know, when when, when you're too too tired to play video games, I think Nintendo has gone off the, the deep end. No, I played he, video games. Yeah, he still played video games. He wouldn't go play with his friends. I just didn't want to go hang out at some guy at my friend's house until like 11 at night and then have to drive back and just be really tired. Right. It was so hard. He had to go drive a car. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about not driving 14 miles to go eat a burger. Yeah, I know. What's up with that? You can't even go try a new <laughs> burger experience. In 10 minutes. Dude. Yeah, you're so whiny about no, it. No, oh, no, I okay. don't want to try. Clearly, oh, the idea of there being right. a great new burger First place near all, me, I just can't handle that. It's way too far to go rent. try something new. I need to stick with what I already know. I'm going to go buy some crappy milkshakes from Sonic and just go. Jack in the box. We don't have Jack Sonic. The... Anyway. You um, do. Oh, okay. We have crappy traffic if you want to go to renton at dinner time it will take you an hour and five minutes uh-huh. go at lunch aaron's not there to eat with me why does she need to be there 
Like, what, what part of this of equation requires her presence? Try it with someone else. Oh, I, okay. Why do you have to try it with someone else? Because then I have a double yeah. person. All right. Experience. Next week is all Burger Cast. This week, EA Sports Active. Um, Next week, wanna... I won't be here. You can talk about burgers all you yeah, want. Yeah, no. Um, we'll have to How is EA thing. Active? EA Active's fantastic. It's like yeah. a real workout. I've been sweating. How many it's been... pounds have you lost? I, I don't know. I have, scale. Like I have days, a scale. Though? It's only been four days. You don't have weight loss <laughs> that quickly. Jeez, this isn't this isn't Biggest Loser. I'm not working like seven <laughs> hours a day. <laughs> Fifty pounds in two weeks. Woo! Yeah. Rocky soundtrack. On you don't the you don't do right? that unless you have like a trainer actually there watching you to make sure you don't kill yourself. <laughs> right. Um, but no, it's been it's been it's a better workout than I've like program than I've ever been on. Better than I would get the, just doing DDR and stuff. Um. I've been combining that with some of the diet stuff. I know I lost a bunch of weight in like '04, and trying to do that again and using this to help. Did you? Did you actually so, do the uh, DDR cardio? This is how many calories you're burning thing. Yeah. Okay. It's no. It's it, 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 it. The thing is with DDR, it's not a full body workout. I know this is better. Okay. Is there any game part to this, or is it just straight up? These are. It's like having a personal trainer, basically. Right. So it's it, it's it's more interactive than an exercise video. It's got me doing it. That's the most important part. That's what makes it worth every penny because I'm doing the exercising, and that's well, the, the hardest part yeah. of an exercise. And uh, uh, and there's some games with the Wii board and stuff, and you know there's some punching bags. They they do that from time to time. From but for the most part, it's just normal exercises. Right. Um, and uh, so the, what what is bringing you back to do it again and again? I don't know. What do you mean? I mean, is it really fun, or is it just I don't have to go to the gym? Well, I've never been to a gym, really. You've never been to a oh, gym? Oh, don't go. It's a terrible place. This is are. a lot cheaper than a gym, that's for sure. They smell, and ugh, I hate you gyms. Go to crappy gyms. I've never been to a smelly gym. Yeah, when do you no, go to every gym? gym is going to smell like sweat. Like, that's <laughs> unavoidable. I think I'm motivated and excited. You know, I, you know, new game comes out that's supposed to be good and help you get health, uh, healthy. That's That's a good motivation. Um, the fact I want to do this anyway, good motivation. Just a lot of things together. It's not one one thing. So okay. why this over Wii Fit? Because well, Wii I Fit isn't really Wii an Fit exercise thing. Wii Fit is a mini game. Yeah, right. Basically, the, the 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 press coming into this is that this actually works, whereas Wii Fit is kind of crap. And that's well, why I was interested go. in this. <laughs> right. The, the, you know, when I heard that this was actually like a real workout you get with a trainer by somebody whose wife actually goes to a workout in the morning with a trainer and tried this right. and said, this is the same stuff I do. That was, uh, I think it was, uh, John Davison. Who said that. Yeah. So that, that, that's, you know, that's kind of convinced me. Yeah, so a lot of it was what block. John Davison was saying about it on listen up. So I gave it a shot and I don't regret it at all. Um, I had to go buy workout clothes though. And that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> crazy. Naked, if, like, did you have, no, it's just, you, you don't want just a standard shirt that gets all soaked. You just get a crappy shirt that gets all soaked. Yeah. No, it doesn't feel. Ugh. <clears throat> uh, let me I'm let me sorry. tell you what's it really nice. Clean enough for him. No, it's just you. You feel a lot less <laughs> wet while working if you get like a just one of those polyester workout type shirts. And it's like, what's scary don't though ever is if you do this on the webcam. Yeah, what <laughs> what was scary was going into Dick's sporting goods and just uh-huh. seeing the overpriced crap they had for exercise oh, and stuff. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is like, this is a They're whole industry I had nothing, knew nothing about, so I had to do lots of research to realize that oh. I just need the cheap stuff, <laughs> you know? 
Oh, there's entire stores dedicated to selling sporting overpriced sporting. Uh, that's crap. yeah, that's where I went. I tried that yeah, last like night. Dicks. I, like, mm. <laughs> I learned all academy. about compression shorts. That's fun. Yeah. And academy sports and outdoors. The right stuff, yeah. the right price. Goodness. <laughs> anyway, so that was fun buying some workout clothes and uh and now I'm now I'm stylish. Now I'm with stylish EA. with my active How much is the game? The game is sixty bucks and comes with a game, a resistance band, and the leg strap for your but you, but you have to buy the. Uh, you don't need Wii Fit. Board? No, you can do it without Wii Fit. It's Does it work with it though? Yeah, it works oh. with the balance board, but you don't need the balance board. Right. There's Would some exercises. Okay, since you don't need it, do you use it when you work out, or do you just not worry about it? Oh, I use it. Okay. So you recommend that if somebody was serious about the this the kind? the gamey type exercises, I'll use the balance board. Okay. Mm. Because so. I imagine that would be the biggest draw, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, just just the, the, the act of playing a game usually will take your mind off the fact that you're working out. Yeah, it's not that gamey. It's that you're still working out and you know it. I All actually right. find right now the, the, the gamey exercises are the least effective, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. So I think they're in there just, you know, to hold your attention and stuff. I just work out the old-fashioned way. Well, kind of. I grab a bunch of podcasts, like I got, you know, This American Life and a bunch of gaming podcasts, and I go down to my my garage and I work out for like an hour and a half, and that's 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 that. Yeah. I need the ooh chat room suggestion. Really good. The wireless nunchuck would be nice because the the cord gets in the way sometimes. And hmm. uh, the other thing is when you lunge to the left, it doesn't always detect it. This nunchuck thing is not very accurate sometimes. I don't know. Until you get Wii Motion Plus. Uh, no, because that goes on the <laughs> controller. I really wish they would have made this game where you just hold two Wii remotes and it detect everything, and that would right. be wireless and stuff. But they didn't do that, so. Eh. That'll be the next version. Anyway, yeah. it's really good if you're if you're looking to try uh, if, if you have any reservations or interested at all in doing this for a workout. Um, I say go for it because it's got me doing it, and I think it's good, and I'm excited about it. Um, I'm doing the 30 day challenge, so. I can keep you posted in 30 days how well it worked out. Cool. What else you playing? Uh, played some more Plants vs. Zombies. Pretty much done with that. There's a couple um, endless mode things i got to finish up on it, but uh, I love that game. <laughs> I just started with that. There's nothing new to really say about it, but if you haven't gotten the demo of this yet, do it. Just try it. If you don't like I'm it, I'm a believer. Fine, but it's fantastic. <laughs> it's yeah. so well done, so cute, so well written. Just great. I uh, I tried it out at a friend's uh, house and I uh, got home and got on Steam and dropped down twenty bucks. Mm. So <laughs> on Steam, it's up to twenty uh, on Steam, uh, or ten bucks or whatever 10? it was. Yeah. It was money. I didn't have any more. It's all matters. Yeah, uh, little. <laughs> I bought a bunch of stuff. I bought the new Wildstorm <clears throat> Gromit episode and mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so I've also been playing Big Bang Mini, the little fireworks shooter on the DS that just came out recently. That's pretty cool. Um, you kind of flick your shots up from the bottom screen to the top screen, which is a weird mechanic for a shooter. And then you have to dot. Then you have kind of a, some bullet hell dodging to do um, if you miss. So it, it's a interesting. There's a lot of stuff going on. That's only twenty bucks though. So that was that was a nice pickup for the DS. There was. I don't know if it was one of the WarioWare games or if it was a mini game on a Super Mario game for the DS. But there was a game exactly like that where you would like pull the little thingy down and then flick it up and it would like rubber band to the top and you had to like kill clouds. Well, no, or this is this is different because you have a sh- you kind of have a ship you have to protect on the bottom 
and you kind of move it to a corner, then you take your uh, stylus off the ship and fire from the bottom screen, and then move the ship around to dodge. So it's it's kind of a weird. It, it's not a traditional <laughs> type shooter, so it's it's very right. interesting. Um, yeah, shooting with your stylus, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that sounds hectic. Finally, like the big release this week was Punch Out. I picked that up too. Oh, how yeah. how how are you liking that? Um, I played through the minor circuit. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the Wii board support is crap. Right. <laughs> I was excited to as use that because I just got the Wii board, and it's it's <laughs> so inaccurate for dodging. Because as you shift your weight, it you you so you take your left foot off the board, or, or you move to the left to like dodge left, right? But then when right. you correct your weight back to the center, it you detects right, you right. as moving to the right. Yeah, it, it over, <laughs> and then you and then you come back, and it's time to dodge. Then and you're stuck in an animation, and you die. It's terrible. Yeah. So I stopped using the balance board with that. But I have been using like the 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 motion stuff, the punching, oh. and that wears out your arms. But it's kind of cool to get you into it. So I I it's don't know. It's just how, like the Wii Sport boxing. It was just like you got tired better, after like twenty. The minutes. Wii Sport boxing is way inaccurate. Um, well, yeah, but I mean, the... it's wearing as being tired. This is better. This is a lot more accurate. It's still not perfect, but it's not as bad as the board is. Um, I I haven't tried it with NES style controls because I never I never really played the original Punch Out. This is mm-hmm. new for me, so. Oh, okay. Um, now, I, did, I know do some you of the tricks. That, uh, but... The balance board that they had for the NES with that Olympic game. You mean the the pad? Yeah. Right, and most people pad? just get the power pad. You know, get down on the floor and hit it with their hands so they run really fast. I do. I remember that. Now I don't know. They've been trying these peri- like it just seems like every new peripheral that comes out and it's new and innovative is just an iteration on something they tried before until they get it right. Well, you know? except that you don't run on the balance board. It really right. is meant for balance. They they say do not jump on it, don't run on it, and don't yeah, don't do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, now a uh, punch out. Uh, I played the original punch. I was a big fan, and with Super Punch Out too. I don't know if you've played a lot of the other games this game just feels like there's not a whole lot new to it mm-hmm. but that's not necessarily a bad thing well get near the end where apparently it gets really hard right and there's uh, new yeah, characters and stuff like glass jaw gets a helmet yeah they have like an entire like second <laughs> round through where all the weaknesses like you can't exploit them anymore <laughs> right. but i don't know if that's as fun necessarily i don't know but it's cool i'm like yeah, that's it. a cool game i like i mean they're, they're and, doing you know, revivals. Doc and... Lewis st- still steals your bike, so you can keep that whole meme going and all that stuff. <laughs> we won't say the meme, but yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, that game is so full of, you know, like questionable, uh, you know, like you fight an Italian guy, his name's Pizza something, and he's, you know. Pizza the Hut? Oh, uh, I don't remember what it's <laughs> Yeah, there's was. a lot of stereotypes. There are. It's kind of. There's a lot less now, I hear, that. but they're still kind of hinted at, you know. Banana uh, pineapples coming out of King Hippo's he- hippo's head and such. Right. <laughs> oh god, that game is so. I, you have to really think though if you're going to use the 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 punching control with your arms. It's like I kept getting confused and stuff, and I and I really like that I had to start coordinating, and it felt like I was more. I, I know it's not like real boxing, but I felt more right. engaged, like I was boxing when I was doing that. So. I think it's got That's some good cool cardio, if anything else. And I mean, you're playing <laughs> yeah. Punch Out. <laughs> yeah. I would probably, you know, just just regress to the classic controllers. Uh, no, you can do that. Yeah, I just really like the game. It's uh, I don't know it, for. for Have you we've played seen the a new lot one? of series come back. Yeah. Okay. We've seen a lot of series come back, and I think that for what it could, as bad as this game could have been. They did a hell of a job, especially when you consider their competition. You well, know? and they announced it like a month before it came out. 
or two months or whatever. <laughs> it's like it was it had like no lead time whatsoever. So it was, just came out of nowhere. And it was. I, I still mean, think my biggest complaint is is they're working on remaking stuff and making stuff. Where's my kid Icarus? Nobody Where's wants my it. It's not as good of a game as you remember. They put Star it on Fox. virtual console, didn't they? Try it. It's terrible. Oh, Kid Icarus sucked. Uh, but yes, but they were supposed to make a new one, which was supposed to, you know, not do suck. what? Who, well, somebody they need a designer to design a new game that's good. So right. <laughs> without that, they're not making a new one. But you yeah. know, Star <laughs> Fox, new Star Fox. Up. We need a new Star Fox. <clears throat> Let's uh, have a Star Fox where he doesn't I think go Star down. Tr- to a you know what? I don't Ever. know. We need a we need either a really good reboot on the Star Fox franchise for that, or just stop it. Just let it stop. <laughs> Let's have Crystal no, do stuff. No, 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 no reboot. Just, just remake Star Fox sixty four. I no. will pay sixty dollars. Star Fox for SNES. That. <laughs> huh? SNES. The sixty four one was weird. I couldn't finish it. I love the sixty. Well, no, this SNES one was good too. I like the SNES one. I could finish that. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever uh, see see the 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 leaked version of Star Fox 2 for the SNES? Uh, no, I heard about that, but I didn't really It's see unfinished, it. and yeah. it's all weird, and I don't know. It's kind of one of those weird things. It's I kind d- of like Radical Dreamers, you know? Uh-huh. You just do it because you're really curious. I just, well, Radical Dreamers was a released game, so... Not here. Not here, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I miss the music from the first game most. Like, that had the best composition out of all of them that I've heard. Uh-huh. I didn't play any of the, the GameCube ones, though. Oh, you know what should come back? Rogue Squadron. That was a good player okay. game. Okay. Yeah, Lair. Yeah. <laughs> they made Lair. <laughs> you don't well, like that? Too bad. Rogue Squadron. <laughs> no, apparently not. They added, they like added new Squadron? controls to it with a patch. Oh, where you can use the six-axis? No, where they gave non-six-axis controls. That was the problem. Oh. I so they added normal I, controls. <laughs> I just heard really bad things about it. Mm-hmm. And then really good things about it. After they change the controls, so who knows? Mm-hmm. RPG cast. RPG cast. What? <laughs> oh, okay. You want us to I focus? Mean, you want us to move on? I'm done. It's Michael's turn. My turn. Yeah. Well, I guess I play a little bit of WoW. We got. Am I 69 yet? I don't remember. <laughs> you can see I've been playing yes. a lot. Yes, you are. Are you in Northrend? <clears throat> no. Uh, Why not? No. He didn't have that the was expansion. The last thing he did before yeah. I. Uh, I lent him some money to get the expansion, then I need to play oh, with me for the rest of the week. Okay. Go to Northrend. You'll level so fast. I know. You'll get to 80 and start doing the cool stuff. <laughs> That's the thing that bugs me. When you get to 80, do the cool stuff. Well, I, it's not like I've hated everything the games, I've done. Yeah, so. well, the no. game starts at 80, though. <laughs> no, I, I went back and did some of the 70 dungeons. We did Karazhan. Yeah. That place is Awesome! I've never seen that before. Oh could, yeah, that's a well-designed it, dungeon, and it's it's entry so level. Yeah. pretty, and all the mobs are cool, and they have that cool like video flyover when you go in. And there's that big dog with two heads, and uh, it's really cool. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you should go to Karazhan as soon as you hit seventy. That's exciting. Okay, good. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I played a bit more Blade Dancer. I'm getting kind of the point now where you kind of have to run around and pick stuff up, and so it's not very interesting. I kind of want to figure out where the end is. It's like, go there, kill this, go there, kill this. And I'm like, well, where do I go to the end? And now I think I finally get to go to the place where the end is. So Yay. maybe I can finish. So you're finally done. Then, You've gotten your so. enjoyment out of this game. It's time to move on. I want to finish it. Yeah. So is this where the faults are? Like, after, you know, getting this far into the game, do you agree <clears> at all? 
the reviews this game has generally gotten. I didn't read any of the reviews. Well, I, I mean, just... scores-wise. Yeah, the scores are dead on. Okay. This game I mean, is you definitely... Just, you said going in, it wasn't... You know, I mean, it was, what, like a 6? Yeah, and the thing is, what I've decided is it has a flaw that a lot of games have where it's a great idea and there's a lot of good things with it, but the execution falls way short. Right. <clears throat> so, I mean... I started seeing this right away. You had to go to a lot of places that were far off, and the only way to get there was to literally walk there. Right. There was no warps. And then they finally add some warps, and then they don't add them, of course, to you know anywhere useful. And <laughs> It's like, and okay, I, well, I know I'm going to have to do this quest, and I have to go to this place, this place, and this place, and the warps are nowhere near it. It's like, you guys designed this with a warp system, and then you don't give me a return. So I have to walk through all these things. And the best part is, is you walk through all these places, and you have to do it quickly, because if you do it slow, the weak enemies that are completely ignoring you mm-hmm. intentionally run away and merge with each other, become big, strong enemies, and then kill you. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I finally, I was, I was bored once because I was tired of running through it. I'm like, how hard can these really be? And I turned around and I fought this thing. And it was like three hits and a magic move, and I was dead. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell just happened there? You know, I think so, this is where, where, where newer developers show, show, show where the seams are, you know? Um, if you look at a lot of the newer releases coming out from, from these smaller studios, like if you look at uh, Bionic Commando, if you look at uh, Wolverine, they're both games that are fun to play as long as you're not doing what the game designers wanted you to do, which is you know go through with the storyline and whatever. Because they <laughs> have really excellent mechanics. Like the, In Bionic Commando, swinging around is a dream. It is so awesome. And then you can like use your arm to grab a truck and throw it at a dude. And, you know, I mean, it's just really fun, but then you actually start playing the game and watching the cutscenes, and you're like, Oh God, this needs to end. So I could swing around some more. And it's the same with Wolverine. You know, I just want to, you know, rip people to pieces and cut them in half. And, you know, he's talking about, Oh God, they have terrible lines in that game where, you know, he's in a bar and so like, are you drinking to forget? And he's like, no, I'm drinking to remember. Because he lost his mind. <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> but, you know, that, that, that's not why you play those games. And I, I think that if you look at developers like, you know, even Steam, they know how to nail that. Like, if you played Half-Life 2, especially Episode 2, they just nailed those story sequences to never be kind of like... They never kill the momentum, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And that, you know, newer developers have a hard time with pacing. Mm-hmm. It just seems like <clears throat> they were trying to draw it out. Mm-hmm. They didn't have enough content to make a 30-hour game, so they make a 20-hour game with 10 hours of running around and wasting time. And I'm right. sorry, that's not fun. Why don't you just make yeah. a 20-hour game, be happy with what you had, and let's move on. Right. Because now, of course, I want to finish, because the story I is think our listeners want I you thought, to finish, too. The other people, you know, the other, some of the reviews I skimmed, it was like, well, the story is kind of bleh. And I'm like, well, okay, it has some cliches, but it doesn't mean it's bleh. I'm still curious to see, like, what the girl does and, you know, where the end guy comes into play and all that. So I still want to finish it. But now I'm getting to the point where it's like, eh, I don't want to run six zones to do this just to get that, just to finally go here. I just, I just want to know where the end is. Let's go. You know? All right. Why don't we go? What else do you play? I played some 11. Mm-hmm. I've been working on my bard. Yeah, yeah. Um, 14 levels, I think. That's about all. Great. <laughs> it really matters like, to people like, wow. if you got 14 levels versus 15. Well, I, no, I, you know, it's, I, it's, you're going to try and justify it, just, it to me now, aren't you? 
Yes, I'm oh, I got to hear this. And I get to mention it. it. So, yeah, that's <laughs> right. it. If you can't stand 10 seconds about what I did, that's fine. You said you leveled your horde. So what? Oh, yeah. It takes I'll longer for me horde. to justify it than it does for you just to shut up and let me do it. <laughs> I leveled a whole horde. Yeah, you leveled a whole horde. <laughs> By myself. What did you play this it was week? a long night. <laughs> what did I play this week? Yes. I Let's see. I played Plants vs. Zombies, which I kind of touched on like yep, earlier. Yep. and. It's very addictive and it's very fun and you can you can get these like dudes that shoot two seeds and then you can get these guys that are on fire and they shoot fire seeds. You can upgrade those <laughs> dudes that shoot two seeds too later. So yeah, no, there's just there's just a lot to love about this game. It's yeah. uh, well, it's addictive. It's it's pop cap, isn't it? Yeah. So there you are. That's all you need to know. <laughs> uh, played Call of Juarez, which was. Uh, they're actually doing a, a, a playthrough of of it on on Rebel FM. If you guys follow that at all, uh, and uh, I, I got it back into it, and it's a really crazy uh, shooter set in the Wild West, and it's ridiculously graphic, and it's very in the time, you know. So 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 you have a lot of that uh, tension between the Native Americans and the cowboys, and they're scalping, and you know, hookers getting their throats cut, and blood car lines going off. That too. Uh, well, it's, it's the Bay Area, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's 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 really really crazy. It's really short, but you know, it's a, it's a cool game. Nice. Uh, there's I've been playing Free Realms, which I was morbidly right. curious. About. Free Realms is the Sony free to play MMO MMO that's PC. gonna that's out on PC and will be on PS3, I believe. Correct, and it's so weird. Basically, I, I heard so many people were playing this, and it, it it was touted as being this this casual game that you know mom and the kids can play. Okay. <laughs> and so I got into it, and and your character choices are, are are male or female human, or a male and female fairy. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna make a fairy. Uh, so I made a fairy, and I'm running around, and you know that they start you off in this tutorial area, and there's this monster. Uh, and 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 they tell you, you know, I'm gonna cast a spell so you could become a bigger monster, and you could scare them off. And it's very PG, you know. Okay. So I so I I get I you know I get turned into a monster, and the sound effect is literally a dude on a microphone going rah, 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 like <laughs> like exactly like that, like not even trying a little bit. It's just like rah, it's probably rah, on purpose, but all right. And it's on, yeah, I mean, it just seems like it has this really odd kind of uh, subtle humor inside it that, you know, if you're a kid, you're going to think that's, that, that, that's cool, that's a monster. Because, I mean, the graphics are all right. Okay. But if you're older like me and you're like, God, this has such a campy feel to it, you know. Um, can't but be then, good or can't uh, be bad. Uh, you know, it, it, it was growing on me. go either way, all right. Yeah, it was growing on me until uh, they have a really weird way that they do quests basically yeah. all the quests are instanced so as soon as you start a quest you get teleported to this area and you yeah. do whatever like they have a mini game for cooking where you chop whatever and you mix it into a bowl uh, and they have a, a, a little instance for battles and whatever and yeah you know it's, it just gets old real quick um mm. and you have to grind a lot and you have to pay if you want to get was it the same quests items. over and over or something the same mini games well it the the same mini games with you know a difficulty ramped up and oh. different enemies or whatever. So what do you? It's have to, not. Hmm? What do you get if you pay? 
Uh, I think that uh, you get uh, access to uh, different sets of items, and uh, I don't I remember. I think more what character else. classes too, so you can. Right, you didn't and mention you can your open class. Up more what was your class? class? Well, I, I did cooking. Uh, you can you can do any class and level it level it okay. individually. Okay. Uh, but I did cooking. I did, and I did fighting. And the fighting is, you know, it it's almost like Age of Conan, <laughs> <That's laughs> uh, where 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 you you're clicking, you know, buttons to 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 hit uh, specific combos or whatever. Um, but it's very simplistic. Like your first fifty battles are literally hitting one and three <laughs> over and over again. But you know, it's supposed to ramp up. So it's like playing I, a hunter in WoW, really. Pretty much. It's like yeah. playing anything in a while. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, oh, unless you play a rogue, we yeah. take skill. Uh, but, you know, it's it's too simple for me. It's too... Uh, there's not enough to do, and whatever you do uh, end up accomplishing doesn't really have a big enough reward attached to it for me to care. Uh, but, you know, it's there. It's free. Try it out. <laughs> you might get hooked. So, uh, like a ton of people have. What do you... Uh, hmm, what do I want to say here? <laughs> Choose your any reason Kevin. any reason at all to try it you know uh you might uh you might get really like the style and you might really like the humor in it and you know as far as grinding goes i, I it's really not any different than uh any yeah, other but if there's no MMO. content when you level up to enjoy what's it there matter? is i mean there is it just felt really repetitive and that might be your bag if you're the kind of person that used to play Ragnarok online back in the day and grind trees for six and a half hours. Then hey, this is you know something close. But, but now you can do that offline, right? <laughs> <laughs> On the DS. Uh, but you know, I, I don't know. I, it's really hard for me to give this a glowing recommendation. I think that very few people, especially very few people that would be listening to this podcast, would be like, "Oh my god, this is the best game ever." But yeah. if you're curious, it's it's a four megabyte download, and it streams content as it needs it. So oh, that's neat. So give it yeah. a shot. Quick yeah. start, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> quick start. It's quick uninstall. <laughs> takes about as long yeah, quick to uninstall done. too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, aside from that, I, I played a little bit of Demigod. Uh, basically, they turned Warcraft 3 into an action RPG. Neat. Uh, and I mean, you know, Demigod is based on Dota, which is Day of the yeah, Ancients. Yeah, we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago with Anna. Right, yeah. and this is, uh, you know, this was a Warcraft 3 mod turned retail. Uh, this bit, obviously, no, no references to Warcraft at all, but it's weird because a lot of the abilities that your heroes have... Um, are almost exactly the same names and, and uses as they are in WoW. Okay. <laughs> uh, but basically, you have a dude, your hero, and instead of building you know, uh, places and gathering resources to get units, units are always streaming out. And as your dude levels up, he... Well, I should probably stop calling him a dude. Uh, but as your hero levels up, he uh, starts gaining abilities which have aura effects, and you know your whole army is more effective, and you just do that. And, I mean... The, the the following for this game is kind of scary. It's you know they're very very dedicated fans and there's a lot of them. Uh, but you know it, it's a fun game. It's very grindy and almost feels like Diablo, but if everybody was playing Necromancers. Ah, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> you know. Okay. 
and uh, yeah, that's that's what I've been playing aside from WoW. Sweet. All right, let's move on. I've got Ooh, the news for the week. List. What? I had this big long list. He, I did. He I hit talked them all. about all. You went oh. AFK during it. Well, remember? I'm sorry. Children had to know if they could play with my daughter, who is. I know, but that's why you didn't hear all the stuff he was talking about. <laughs> I thought he was the one talking about a second game. I was. Oh, no. You were quick. Yeah. That's all I guess. I am quick. He yeah. knows how to keep the stories quick and pithy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my one line was such a bad deal. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, Fallout 3. Fallout 3 is coming to the PS3. Well, it's already on what the is PS3. This? What is this? But that's to make sure that they have a freaking announcement every week. <laughs> and we talk uh, about it. They're, always, they're good. But, uh, yes. all right. So, Fallout 3, basically the content packs, they're coming to the PS3 now. So, Operation all Anchorage will be out on the PS3 in June, and the Pit and Broken Steel will be out in afterwards every four to six weeks from that on there's uh two more expansions on the way point lookout and mothership zeta will be coming out in june and july respectively for the 360 and pc and then they'll come to the ps3 later probably after the other game is never gonna end no it isn't Uh, well it will probably here's me to start it because i was thinking boy you know we have all these dlcs for fallout 3 i should start you know before they start getting a lot of them well nope too late for that yeah um and (laughs) mothership you don't need to play the dlcs mike Dude, Mothership Zeta involves an alien abduction. Yeah, you get abducted in the Mothership <laughs> one, so that's going to be awesome. How is that not awesome? I that mean, you tell awesome. me I don't need to play Yeah, but you can play that awesome. one, but you don't have to worry about all of them. Because some yeah. of them aren't well, really all that good. Part, so. Who doesn't want to do that? Yeah, well, I mean, you don't... Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> let's see. You can also apparently pick them up in-store as a token card, so I guess you can buy a code on a card somehow. I don't know if that's just for 360 or PS3 or both. So that sounds like something new they'll do with the new DLC. I haven't seen those for the other DLC. Um, also, they'll have a package for 20 bucks of the first three add-ons. No, of the first two add-ons, Operation Anchorage and The Pit. For 20 bucks. that'll be out on May 26th. Uh, I assume online that you can buy. And then add-on pack two will put Broken Steel and Point Lookout, um, which is one of the new ones that takes place in a swamp. So if you've been looking forward to a swamp, apparently they have to have all the environments covered. They got the snow level, they got the swamp level, they got <laughs> well, the, the mothership. We need sewers. Oh no, wait. Was that a major complaint? Level. I thought that it's not a real RPG until you have a snow level and a fire level. Well, it's a, not a real video game until you have a snow level and a fire level. <laughs> all right. Sewer they don't level. Have a fire level yet? Yeah, they <clears> have the pit is no, maybe not. Is there? No. A, are you? Do you have a steel plant with like hot steel that kind of counts? They have no. a virtual reality level. Does oh, there that you go. Count? Yeah, there you go. Virtual reality. You've got your VR level. Um, wow. You've got your this is a sneaking mission level. Uh, That's what boring. Got? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can they're also going to bundle. They're going to bundle all this stuff together in a game of the year edition in October for the three sixty. for that. It, Bundles are a big thing nowadays. Civ Four just well, came out with a. Bundle. Well, here's what I don't understand because by the time this, game of the year edition, by the time this comes out, which apparently it'll be for both 360 and PS3 for fi- 59.99, which is the same price as the original game, it'll have all right. five content packs in it. Um, mm-hmm. By the time that comes out, I've, the PS3 will have just gotten the last content pack. I think so. <laughs> there's not much lead time between that and when this comes out, which is weird. Be fifty bucks on the PC. Um, yay for PC gamers. And so if you oh. just want to keep waiting, you could just buy it like this. Otherwise, just start playing now. It's a good game. People don't wait, <laughs> especially for Fallout. If they say, oh, Bethesda just released a pack where you get abducted by aliens, people are going to go running and grab that. I'm going to. That's if you awesome. haven't started, you could just wait and save a lot of money, though. 
But I have yeah, bought it already. Yeah, if you've yeah. already bought it, then start playing. Just get on with it. But and you, you've got, you... do you have it on PC or console? No, no. 360. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. You can't get the bike or the, yeah, or you can't the get all the free Brotherhood mods. of Steel Hello Kitty armor. When... <laughs> Great. Are you I'm serious? Sorry, I missed that. But <laughs> yeah, no, it's pink. I'll I'll post it on the thread. <laughs> the the thing right. about the 360 was is when when it came out, my PC could not handle it. I wasn't going to play it on a laptop. There was no point. Yeah. yeah. And now that I have this desktop that could you know easily play it, I'm like, well, I, now it's sitting in. It's not open. Maybe I can just return it. Oh, and I hear good graphics card choices now, Kiro. Instead of that 9600 GT, go with the ATI 4770. I'm using a GTX 260. Oh, well, do that instead. I love it. 275 sounds now. good right they're, they're now. Down the 275 to is not too bad either for I didn't, its price point. No. I don't mind my 9800. Like it's nice. Um, this is a total derailing. I'm sorry. Um, moving on to the next news story. Uh, actually, <laughs> remember, one that we, we can't do that except when we can. Here's an excited one. Final Fantasy IV. You like that, right, Michael? Yes, I do. June yes, after 1st. Years. You know what happens on June 1st? The after years comes out. I do. Here. I actually didn't know that that wasn't announced because I knew it was coming out June 1st for a while. You're right. We did know. Why is yeah. this new? I I think Klee accidentally released it again. That's funny. Yeah, because we complained that we wouldn't be able to play it because we'd be in LA. Yeah. I remember having that conversation with you. But then All I right. thought maybe they hadn't officially announced no. it and we screwed up. <laughs> we had known June 1st for a while. We have known. Okay. Well, whatever. Um, we're, we're reminding you. Don't forget, it's out next It'll week. probably be at E3 if we, we want to start it. I'm sure. But, but yeah, we'll see how much time we have for it. We oh, might not well, have time to play games we, we already we have, have access to. We have three meetings. I think so we have time to hang out and play one game. <laughs> yeah. What are our meetings for? Do you know? I do. Uh, one is for Decidia. We'll have a one-on-one interview. Okay. That's kind of scary. Um, and uh, we have two be me, games that are not announced. I hope I'm not. Oh, you mean the Final one. Fantasy VII first-person shooter? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they already have that. I oh, I right. beat that game. <laughs> yeah, the ending is crazy, <laughs> isn't it? Though Gatsu or whatever, it's like uh, okay. I don't know who this is. Apparently, it's a pop star who actually stars in the game at the very end. It's like okay. Talk about. And who would have thought Sephiroth ending. was a furry? Yeah. Oh shush. Weird. That did not happen. What's wrong with furries? What are you saying, huh? Mm-hmm. What's not? All right, um, moving on. Moving on. Okay, he's fine. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> no. So anyway, you, so just two unannounced games, you said? Yes. Uh, the official right. thing is this is I mean unofficial, unofficial, whatever. All we have is two unannounced games, so they will not tell us. Okay. Let's speculate. Well, how did we get <laughs> meetings for them? We're, we... Um, we're on the A list. Apparently, how. I like being on the A list. I know. <laughs> At least one company it's gives great. us cool stuff. That's the only one, but you know. No, Nippon Ichi and Atlas. Oh, you're right. You're right. And Exceed. And well, I think yeah, Exceed has had such amazing title reveals lately. Shh, we like Exceed. <laughs> they lose more games than I they like, get. It seems like I like Avalon Code. It's fun. <laughs> what are you talking about? Katana. Um, actually, Exceed is probably going to pick up Lunar, right? So that'll be cool. Well, we'll have to see. Okay, <laughs> it'll probably be them though. Uh, all right, Demon Souls. Remember, I'm not the one that is, I'm the one who's not excited about Lunar. So, no, I was the one who's not excited about Lunar. Okay, no, fine, I'm the on. one who's not excited. No, about I'm Lunar. the one. I mean, I don't know what you're talking. About. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know what? It's going to ruin that game more than anything else. Different voices. 
I don't remember the voices. I remember the voices. I, yeah, I, the only thing I remember is the annoying little white dragon dude, and that can oh, change. Yeah. And really won't you know, miss it. Really sucks. Is it, it's null, right? Yeah, null. Yeah. Every time I want to do it, I think he snarf, and I don't know why. It's snarf. It's just that annoying. Hey, snarf. <laughs> snarf. Hey, snarf. That was awesome. He, he was annoying as hell. From the Thundercats. Really? I, love oh. I have the high level collection of Thundercats. Uh, okay. The video. <laughs> why isn't that a beat em up? What? A Thundercats beat em up for the PS3. That would because be the, ice, cool. the license is a bit old that. at this point. All right, here's I mean, what, yeah, if you did something like the Turtles in Time kind of action with Thundercats. Or G.I. Joe Squat Shooter. See, I need to be in, in, in No, PR you don't. All right, moving on. Demon <laughs> Souls. <laughs> Demon Souls was announced this week to be coming out to North America via Atlas. Atlas. Yay, Atlas. Thank you, Atlas. Did you get it that you're faithful? Uh, I don't know. I may have. <laughs> I saw the story on our site. Faithful? I'm on the faithful list. I got a faithful email. It just doesn't read it. They've only had three this week or something. I only got I'm one. Scared of that. I'm All right, not... so Demon Souls, it's coming out. This is a this is an interesting one. I watched the video for it. There's a long video. We have it. Go to our our search for the game on our site and pick up the video to show you the gameplay, which is kind of like a a night combat sim sort of thing. So you've got multiple styles. You can do single sword and shields. You can do two handed sword. You can do sword and dagger, and it looks kind of hard. You know, it's got a very complicated or rather, a, a deeper type of combat system. It's not right. like crazy with lots of combos or anything, but you do have to worry about blocking at the right time, taking advantage of your opponents when he makes an attack, taking advantage of him being off balance and stuff, and that sort of stuff. And you know, Then you're running around collecting glowing orbs and stuff like a standard RPG. So it's, it's kind of like a, you know... Um, the over you know, the part they showed was like you're running around in an environment that looks like a Final Fantasy type environment or Final Fantasy X or something like that with lots of glowing orbs to collect and no NPCs to talk to. And then you run around and you get into a combat that's kind of more Diablo-ish but a lot more involved combat than like Diablo. Um, right. No like magic skills. Well, I guess there's some magic skills but uh, nothing flashy or anything. Like there was something he was doing to heal himself that could have just been potions. It was hard to tell. It's all in Japanese. So that was game, all it all ended... It all ended with a big boss mob, and they didn't show how to kill it. It just you took a ton of damage. It looks really hard, and mm-hmm. that's all I really know. It, it's high resolution graphics and such, though the world felt dead to me. It didn't feel like a real world. I don't know. It was something weird while watching. Maybe it, it was like, dead. I didn't feel like I could enter into this world and suspend disbelief. It just felt like you know three D models based on a background RPG. No, but when I play it, I expect like the 3D models and the backgrounds to work together to create a world that I'm watching, and it just didn't feel oh, okay. it didn't feel alive. It didn't. It felt too techy, too techno right. or something. It, something wasn't meshing there for me. But that aside, um, it looks like it could be a really interesting game. It could be really fun to play if the combat holds up. But um, I don't know. Too early. It, like it could be really hard. I don't. Know. It, it's out in Japan, I think. So. Oh really? People in the thread. Oh, of, so this is something. Yeah, this is something valid. you can play. That. So we had people talking about this. Uh, oh, I missed comments about Fallout Three. Oh, that stinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was it? <laughs> you sound no, so depressed. Yeah. I have to go back. Oh, no. the Galaxy News Radio thing. Yeah. Did you know they were trying to get Bill Clinton to voice the the, the voice of President Eaton? 
That would have been awesome. But the well, you know, know the thread for this one was interesting because a lot of people were saying that the import was really good, and it's mm-hmm. like all in English or something crazy like that, which is weird because the video didn't have any English, so I didn't know how that worked because um, it was all right. subtitles on what you're doing. But they said it's really difficult, but you should play it anyway. It's really good. So okay, <laughs> okay, we'll get right on that. Whatever that means. Yeah, I well, the Fallout Three game. thing I enjoyed because somebody was complaining how they hated the fact that. You know. Oh, never mind. Anyway. Now, is it just me, or does this game remind anybody of matter. Dark Messiah of Might and Magic? With the really strategic strategic first-person melee and the, you know, very fantasy environments and whatever. No, because it's not first-person. Well, I well third-person, but whatever. It's, well, it's Dark close. Messiah is first-person, and it, that you was can the play one where you can see your boot. And it looks like that. <laughs> oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. Does it play like that? Because I heard it played only okay. Uh, I, some people who loved the, the melee, some hated it. I really liked it. Okay. You know, you, you, this your doesn't look like. Countered. Yeah, but the, in Dark Messiah, you're more worried about shoving people into spikes and using the environment against them. Here, it doesn't seem. Oh, to be that's a big for deal. people who played it on normal. <laughs> what? But yeah, it was. It, you know, what do you, you mean? You could exploit the engine. Well, no. If you played that game on the harder difficulty, kicking people into spikes does not work as well as as everybody said. Like, you oh. know, the, the big thing is that you know you can beat this game just by kicking, and that's not true on hard. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah. No, it, but, it was fun. All right. This one, I'm still waiting for the parts that the you know it feels more like an rpg in that you're running around collecting stuff and it feels like you know it's not as actiony of a game the combat's a bit more slow paced and stuff um, right. and you have more options and time though it seems really hard combat so that does make it more of an actiony game i guess i'm not sold that this is really an action rpg but maybe i'm missing something it seems more of it has action- a really interesting art style though it seems more like an action game period with rpg type you know health bars and stuff Kind of like, um, oh god, what was this game? The one that just came out, it's all based in, in, in Greek mythology. Jason um, and the Argonauts. Yeah. But that, yeah, that was an action RPG because you could... That you was know, very action You had a skill tree and stuff, and you, you could kind of more define your character. That, mm-hmm. that, that, I don't know what the difference is How does that make anymore. that less of an action RPG? You tell me. No, I'm you saying it makes it, it more. Be, that's what an RPG would... You know, no, be I, more like. I think uh, the story also matters in an RPG too, and I don't know that I've seen any of I it didn't with Demon Sword. Play it, so I didn't see the story. Yeah, I haven't seen a Japanese game with a good story, but hey, oh whatever. <laughs> There's so one. Yeah, this story looks terrible. I mean, this story is like the king pushed too far in an effort to expand his kingdom, and he went to the Nexus too many times and awoke the old one. So apparently, we're getting Cthulian stuff in here from Eternal Sea, bringing the ru- ruin to the land and devouring the souls of men, and blah 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 blah. And you must save everybody. Okay. The goat whatever. with the black goat with a thousand young. The thing what? is, this game, if you look at it, it looks very Western, doesn't it? Yeah. No, the style is very. It's very almost Western. Dragon Age-y. I mean, the only. Going around and collecting those orbs and like the way they handle the interface, that feels like Eastern game style. But the way everything else was, like the actual combat and stuff, it was all very Western looking to me. I was like, this is a weird game for an Eastern game. So well, the Western market's booming right now. Yeah, so. it's just it's weird to see that in there. Um, the what was the other thing? Oh, all right. The 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 bosses look kind of weak or kind of wicked. So like they they look pretty nasty. So that could be fun. Yeah, you know, they, you know, unless uh, you have to fight them four hundred times over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else had uh, battle footage? Dragon Age. 
did it. Yeah, they just posted some up on, uh, what was it, GameSpot? Okay. I think it was an exclusive. But anyway, it looks awesome because it's... Uh, you, you can pan out the camera to be isometric. You can pause the game, and it works exactly like Baldur's Gate did. And already, that is awesome. We already knew that, though. They had, kind of. They had trailers. They, were, they, of, were, they showed entire videos of battle at last packs. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, like the way that the battles carry out, like in this particular uh, video, there's a monster that takes up like a quarter of the room, and like three of the mages team up to cast this massive spell, which shoots flames like across the entire environment, and everything just reflects and looks so. I mean, it, it is like. Baldur's Gate, but the fact that they've taken that to the next level and applied it to this crazy epic scale, I mean, it's almost uh, Shadow of the Colossus scale to things. It's just really awesome, you know? I, I, it just seems like they're in the right direction for Well, there's it. no actual battle scenes in this video. It's all, like, cutscenes. Uh, it was an impression oh, on okay. a battle okay. that they were talking about, but yeah. On a hands-on. So they actually play it, or were they watching so it? it? No, it was a hands-on. Did uh, they say how easy it is to coordinate, like, four mages casting a spell together? Because that was kind of annoying when you had to do it in, like, older games. Like, controlling all your it? actions and having them be in sync. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, they, they basically said I, that I can't they went really... in and they got their asses kicked. Uh, but that, was, <clears> that battle was kind of in the middle of the story. and okay. uh, Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they said it's difficult, but it's definitely a viable um, interface. Now, nobody knows how the hell they're going to port it to, over to the console. It is, is it really uh, hard? I mean... It wasn't for me. <laughs> in, in Dynamis, we have timed nukes, and everybody does it at the right time, and things die. So I can't see someone saying, at this part, at this time, start, and everybody starts, that you can cast a spell. It doesn't oh, seem man. that hard. And it also has a pause button. <clears throat> yeah, that would... But help. yeah. Okay, it, it, fair enough. It's awesome. I, I or, think that would get kind of old after a while. Like, okay, pause, click, you click here, you click here, you click here, you click here. As opposed to taking oh, turns. I mean, that, this here, is the PC here, equivalent. Yeah, but that's a, a lot of clicking and interface action that I think would tire you out, but whatever. Well, you, you get, once you get, you know, really uh, good with your characters and their skills or whatever, you stop using the pause button a lot. Okay. You know, because you, you can just well, do all that. Well, but if you have four mages that got to do something at the same time, I don't know how you do that without pausing. I, I think like that if you, if you tell yeah. one to cast a spell, they all do it, but this is me, you know, just guessing at the interface. You know, I guess on... Baldur's Gate had the battles so well spaced out that it wasn't an issue, so... Yeah, know, I mean, really there was fatigued. a lot of uh, story development and character development and all that stuff, and that seems to be, like, one of their biggest pushes. Uh, one of the biggest things they're pushing with Dragon Age is, you know, saying, oh, we're taking the storytelling to the next level. And, it, you know, I usually don't take that kind of hype seriously, but when the doctors say it, it's, you know, when the I am their slave it. and <laughs> they can do whatever they want. Wow. When the doctors say it. They're doctors or something. Everybody calls them the doctors. They are doctors. Yeah. Uh, also, of making awesome stuff. Doctors of making awesome stuff. Okay. What else is Can't on even the remember. <laughs> I knew that there was a story. Oh, somebody had a really good reaction this week in a story. Oh, it feels because I knew somebody in the forums was like, "I this is a stupid idea, and I'm not going to buy it." And the next one was like, "I can't wait to pick this up." And <laughs> it's one of those rare moments of uh, 
I think duality. Of duality. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it was in. Um, I was probably talking about Fallout Three game of the year, where someone's like, "Oh, I hate buying this. I, I haven't even started, and I'm gonna have to buy this game and all this content, and now the game of the year went too, and spent two hundred thirty dollars." I love that wording. What? Though, like, I know it's I like he had to buy everything, and it's like, why don't you just wait and just buy the game of the year if you haven't started? Or if you, you don't think it's worth it, it, don't buy it. Yeah. Go buy a greasy burger. You know, no. like lay off. So apparently, that really costs sixty dollars. Uh, whatever. No, I'm wasting your guys' time. So let's finish up the news and get on and out because it's a nice weekend. Studio Ghibli um, apparently had an interview Woo! in Famitsu this week uh, that they were talking about the new game Nino Kuni. Which I'm sure will be changed when it comes here. Um, it's uh, no, so <laughs> Nino Kuni, right? <laughs> so this is one of the. This is for the first time in a very, very, very long time. This is a studio. Studio Ghibli is working with a game developer, um, and they were talking about how this came to came to be. And they said uh, the Studio Ghibli president Toshio Suzuki said, "When Ghibli has its entire staff working on a project, they could produce about five minutes worth of theater quality animation a month." And so I wasn't planning for this to take longer than three months at worst, but that's the way it always happens. Ghibli always works at that theater level quality. So apparently the game is going to take a while. Uh, now, um, I read this. Isn't this where he says, well, we really hate doing video games. I'm trying but, to you get know, there. We weren't doing anything. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to get there. <laughs> I read this. Ruining story. it all. Yeah. Uh, Nino Kuni, if you don't know, uh, this is from the One Up story where they posted this. Uh, it's an RPG that stars a little kid named Oliver, who's recently lost his mother, mother Allie, to illness. A mysterious sprite named Shizuku enters his life one day, promising him a chance to get his mother back if he ventures into the mystical world of Nino Kuni, a place that looks a quite quite a bit like the fantasy landscapes you see in a lot of Ghibli's work. Sounds like a <clears throat> standard Ghibli setup. Um, right. According to Suzuki, Ghibli's involvement with the Nino Kuni project began not long after the studio completed Ponyo on the Cliff by the Sea, their most recent theatrical release. Um, so Naoya Fujimaki, a musician who's contributed extensively to both Ghibli and Level 5, um, apparently got them together on this project. We were all besides ourselves with happiness after Ponyo was completed, and while we were all in a state of rapture, Fujimaki and I were the ones thinking about what we were going to do next, Suzuki recalled. We had to do something because otherwise the crew's going to be free. So he said... To me, you aren't doing anything right now, are you? Why don't you do this Nino Kuni thing? There's this game industry guy who likes Ghibli's work a lot. I can introduce you to him. And so, legend happened. So, maybe this might not sound very interesting, but uh, this is a big deal because they just don't do it. awesome. They just don't do games. So, Hayao Miyazaki, I know I'm saying, how do you say his first name? Say Mr. Miyazaki. Hi. Hayao Miyazaki. <laughs> Hayao. I don't know how to say it. Someone hey. help me. Director of most of its greatest work has a reputation for hating video games. The last time um, was in the mid-80s when they had some bad Nausicaa Valley of the Valley of the Wind games. Um, let's see. They've turned down most games since then, or like all games since then. And uh, right. Suzuki said, normally we wouldn't have done it, but Ponyo was just about to debut in theaters and our heads were still running full tilt. He caught us right when we were at our weakest. Um, I think uh, Hino really has luck on his side. The entirety of Ghibli was free of work just at that moment. Miyazaki may say that he hates games, but being the businessman, Suzuki isn't going to let his staff play around all day. Um, <laughs> that last quote was by Fujimaki, the music person. So, uh, yeah, so this is pretty cool. No, I, I love Ghibli stuff. I've always been a fan. I thought that was a fun story. And yeah, uh, I... finally, to round out, we got some reviews from probably that same issue of Famitsu. 358 
Eight over two days. Kingdom Hearts got nine, 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 nine. Four nines. That's a good sign. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys hate Kingdom Hearts. Everything <laughs> that comes out of Square gets a nine, 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 right. nine. Yusha this. 30 got a eight, nine, eight, eight. Um, that's a Marvelous Entertainment RPG. Do we know if that one's coming out here? No, we don't know yet. We don't know. Okay. And then Ogan no Kizuna, five, four, four, four. That's really bad. It's a Wii action RPG. <laughs> and uh, from the graphics to the gameplay, everything is one step behind the standard set by recent games. That's <laughs> one of the review comments. On the Wii, that's kind of like, oh, um, that's The map makes it impossible <laughs> to tell which shop is where in town. Perhaps it's reflected by outdated graphics, but the game itself is old-fashioned, having you perform the same simple actions over and over again. The game setting and music are nice. It's a shame it's such an unpolished product. I don't know Ogan no Kazuna. That's not coming out here, is it? <laughs> Probably not after a review like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure they're word. just dying to print that it's one. It's right, Jellico. Um, and do we know anything else? It might be. Who knows? Uh, the I should probably read you the comments on the Kingdom Hearts review. Our listeners might care. From the story yeah. to the game system to the graphics and the amount of volume, there's, there isn't a single weakness. And it's remarkably easy to get into and it is easy to get into and remarkably fun. Uh, you can change things drastically depending on how the panels come together. Uh, there's panel-based character customization. I guess it's how you level your characters and stuff. So like a sphere system? I guess. Being able to look into the X13 or into XIII, what do you call it? Organization 13? Whatever. Being able sure. to look into their story is incredibly interesting and blah, blah, blah. So, cool signs for Kingdom Hearts fans. And that wraps mm-hmm. us up for this week. Not much news this week. I guess everyone's sitting in it for some of the run-up next week in E3 itself. I yeah, don't there's going to be that much of a run-up. I, I seriously, I've seen the way the companies are reacting to E3. I think half of them are surprised that it's, you know, in June. They're they, like, oh, we don't have until July li- now? Oh, come on. They've known for a while. I know, but they just seem caught off guard. The meetings were late. Everything was late. Hmm. I don't know. The only thing it wasn't late was mailing out her patch. I know that ever that part worked right. <laughs> that came. That's, that the, came that's the part that usually doesn't work right, and that one. Yeah, work. that's the part where you're like, you show up and you're like, yeah, you didn't mail the patch. So what are we oh, gonna do yeah. for next week? Uh, we next week we got a. Uh, I guess we should have a podcast on Saturday to handle anything that came up over the week, just to get it clear so that we're free for E3 itself. But uh, do whatever you want. All right. Yeah, you won't be here. Won't You'll be, be here. at a wedding. <laughs> we should My do crazy, wild speculation. Okay. I will be. It's funny because I'll be in Utah, but I won't be anywhere that I want to be in Utah. I'll be in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's a place where even the Amish may find quaint. Okay. I may need to handle things differently next week. i get some help. I will have no network for three days. I'm mm-hmm. going to cry. Mm-hmm. I have no cell phone for three days. That's going to be weird. <laughs> okay. Well, you're not going to have a podcast for a week. Uh, we're done for now, uh, so please uh, see us next week. Leave us uh, reviews on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. Sobin1001 for me. M. Tidwell for Mike. RP Gamer for RP Gamer. Kiro LM for Kiro. Um, Kiro doesn't post, he doesn't so he doesn't post. count. He's just on it, yeah. really. And <laughs> thank you, Ed Walker, for helping produce the show. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody, and uh, enjoy your last week or two before Media Explosion. Yay! We're excited. (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs)